Welcome into the Realist Show on Radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. We are live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza in Flora, Mississippi. The 601, the 769. We are here. All right, man, I've got a guest in the studio with me this morning. Uh, Mr. Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Clay. How you doing, brother? Man, it's a good day. Good day. It is, man. This is about our second or third time to do this between Kim Wade's show, my show, whatnot. Always enjoy talking with you. Um, you know, we started this thing a while back, uh, doing testimonial Tuesdays, bringing in people who had battled their addictions and won and got into uh, rehab facilities like Mercy House Teen Challenge and you helped me out get that started, and we're kind of bringing that back a little bit, and you guys are going to help me do that with your auto center. Tell people a little bit about that. Tell people what's going on. Well, we're excited to be able to come and just, for one, let people know that there is hope for people that struggle with addiction. You know, I think a lot of times there's a stigma that, that goes with addiction, and people think, well, you know, that, that person, they made their bed, they should lie in it, they should suffer their consequences, and, and some of that is true, but... But uh, we just want to spread the word that, that you know, there is hope. Um, we want to see families. We want to see men get their lives restored, be able to put back in the home where, where you know, where they're supposed to be. So, um, you know, we just want to come share and talk about that there's hope. That don't give up on people because they're struggling with addiction. People, you know, didn't give up on me. And, and my life has been forever changed because of it. Absolutely. So, well, you know, I think now more than ever, um, how do I say this? I'm not going to tiptoe around that. I'm just going to say it. Um there's a lack of fathers in homes for a multitude of reasons. Um, a bunch of single women households raising men, and that's no attack against the single moms out there. A lot of them didn't, did not ask to be doing that. But young men and young women need the father in the home. That's right. And uh, that's something that Mercy House Teen Challenge really focuses in. It's, it's in your advertising. It's in, it's in everything you do is putting fathers back in homes. That's right. And I, I think the nuclear family is the, you know, we, we joked around a little bit about the, the fight for the soul of America. That's a huge part of that war, huge component of that war for the soul of America is the nuclear family and the attack on it. And they're yeah. constantly trying to separate the fathers from homes, whether it's through welfare systems, rewarding women uh, financially for the father not being in the home. Or men making bad decisions and getting in drug, getting on drugs and not being in the home. So if we got one component that we can say, hey, this is working to get fathers back in homes. I'm boots on ground, ready to fight that fight. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of times things happen and, and families separate. And, um, you know, that's each individual situation. We, we understand things happen. and uh, But still, the role of the father should be in, in their children's life. And then another thing that's not talked about, and I think it should be talked about, is people just run around and they hook up with whoever, with out the consequence to think about, well, I'm going to father a child from this. And then they father three or four children, and then there's no home structure. So these kids, I mean, they're literally running wild all over the, the nation because there's no father structure, no, no family structure. And I'm not trying to criticize, you know, things happen. You know, I understand mistakes happen. Think, so I'm not trying to criticize, but I think it's something that should be talked about. Hey, think about these decisions before you make them, because when you make a decision and you father a child, that's a responsibility because then the, the mother is having a – or the grandparents are having to father that load, and they're not meant to be. You know? No, absolutely. I mean, look, it, the older you get, the more you – the more your past can come back to haunt you a little bit, uh, whether it's uh, through sexual escapades in your younger years, um, fathering children you didn't raise, or 
father and children that you did raise had to pay child support on for however many years. You know, the, the older you get, the more you realize, probably shouldn't have done that. Right. Probably should not have done that. You know, but you live in the moment and things happen when you kind of live for the, uh, the, you know, live for the flesh, I guess. Yeah. Well, Clay, I think that that, that we don't teach morality. You know, you, you think it's a it's a foregone conclusion. Some of us that are a little older and experience different things in life. But like simple right from wrong, man, it's not being taught in schools. It's not being taught to people, especially in inner cities and just in, in some of the public school systems. I'm not saying all, but just simple right from wrong. Like think about the decision before you make it. Like there's a consequence. They don't even are not being taught that stuff. So kids are, are not being taught that. So it's it's a whole society of people that um, just are kind of running wild. And simple things that we think are just normal, it's not being taught. So it's creating kind of like anarchy in our society in a lot of ways. Not only is it not being taught, they're teaching the complete opposite of if you do make a mistake, it's somebody else's fault. They're teaching, they're raising or developing professional victims. Like when you make a mistake, this is going to be this. Your, your mistake is because of something somebody did to you or something that happened systemically that made you make that mistake. Like crime in Jackson is blamed on systemic things, you know, other than just, no, you, you got a whole generation of people who have made a, terrible terrible life decisions and again fathers mostly not being in the home i I use jackson as the example because it's the closest city to us where a lot of this goes on so it's not just a pick on jackson because it could be any random city in america but in jackson it's prevalent around here a lot lot of fatherless homes a lot of crime a lot of inner city public school teachings people to be victims not men not accountability not discipline and uh, that's something that Mercy House Teen Challenge can help folks with. Well, something else that's, that's interesting is that um, I, I, I didn't grow up in a terrible home, but my dad was a, a, a terrible alcoholic, you know, and uh, my my grandfather was an alcoholic. My dad, you know, did well, but was never around. I mean, I mean, when I talk about a crazy, you know, uh, family life, that was me. So I have every excuse to say, well, that was, you know, the reason I'm the way I was was because of my family and because of this and because of that. But Jesus, you know, when he was hanging on the cross, he, he forgave those. You know, he said, look, forgive them for they know not what they do. And so there's an element of forgiveness that all of us, we have to choose to forgive those that have wronged us, those that have hurt us. And we can't use those situations to be a crutch and say, oh, well, you know, if I wouldn't have been born into this, if I would have, they wouldn't have treated me like this, if my life wouldn't have gone this way, you know. Um, we have to forgive. And that's something we teach at Mercy House. Like, look, you've got to forgive people. I had to forgive my dad, forgive my mom. I mean, I had to forgive people for hurting me, general, you know, hurting me. And um, But I have to forgive and I have to move past that stuff. And it's not a crutch. It's not something where I can just say, well, because of this, I can just continue to get high. I can continue to not be a good husband to my wife. No, like you have to forgive people and choose to live differently and rise above that and say, you know what? I'm not using that as a crutch anymore. I'm not using what they did to me. And Jesus taught us that. He said, look, forgive. You know, they don't know what they're doing. Forgive them. Amen. Amen. No, look, I, t- I tell all the time on here, uh, when, when I went up through my addictions and my problems and stuff, I was raised in a good home, uh, two solid, solid parents. And I feel like I'm kind of the exception to the rule because as much as we talk about the nuclear family and it being a rock, you know, need, you needing that rock, I, that didn't stop me from making a bunch of bad decisions because I was just that hard-headed. But having that rock to fall back on when I needed it, when I needed a safe place to, to kind of sober up or get my life together or somebody to get me back in line, that's where that nuclear family did come into play and having that solid home. So I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I'll never apologize for it. Um, but 
a lot of people don't have that. Yeah. You know, you get out there in the world and you realize I was talking with somebody last night, you know, about growing up, hanging out with rough friends. You know, I was like, man, they were good people, but they were just raised in chaos. Mm. You know, and a lot of those guys are dead now because they, they just they didn't have that. When things started going, when they started getting off track, they didn't have that thing to pull them back on the tracks. Yeah. You know, and that's where, again, father back in the home uh, helped to, to help kind of break that generational curse of addiction, poverty, whatever it is. If the father gets out of the home, it's way more likely for that curse to continue. That's right. Yeah. So, um, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. I want to get into your testimony zone. Okay. And yeah. uh, and we'll just talk about Mercy House Teen Challenge. Talk about the auto center. A lot of the the benefits of breaking bread with you guys. Because awesome. I mean, that's kind of what this is about today. And I'm a car guy. You're a car guy. You're going to buy some cars today. I have, I'm hopefully going to sell some cars today. And uh, hopefully we get some donations down there at, uh, at Mercy House and some sales for you guys as well. All right. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Joined in studio this morning by Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Ken rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios, talking a uh, talking uh, redemption uh, and cars this morning with my buddy Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge. So I guess um, this segment will be brought to you by Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right down there in Crystal Springs. Matt, um, <clears throat> let's let's talk, we got we got the rest of the hour talking about the car stuff. Let's talk about you for a little bit, man. Uh, you, you hit on it a little in the last segment about, you know, you overcoming addiction and stuff. Tell us about your path to, 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 to how'd you get, how did you get addicted? What were you, what was your poison of choice and how did, you know, how did you get your, get, get your life back on track? Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're all. And, and what, not only that, but led you to helping the other men that what led you to, to what you're doing yeah. with Mercy House. Well, you know, we're all, you know, spiritual beings li- living in, 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 in the world that we're in. And, and, and um, until I believe you can find your fulfillment in what, who God says you are, you're going to look for it and all kind of stuff. And, and I remember as a 14, 15-year-old, you know, kid, I, I didn't know who I was. I didn't have an identity. My dad was an alcoholic. Grandpa was an alcoholic. <laughs> Uncles all messed up on drugs and stuff. And so I grew up seeing dysfunction, and um, I, I never, honestly, never wanted to be like that. But next thing you know, you have a beer, you have a, you know, you start smoking cigarettes, start smoking marijuana, and next thing you know, you're on cocaine. I'm, I'm addicted to prescription pain pills. And this is a different era back in, in, in the 2000s. It was a different era. Um, How old are you? 35. 35. I'm 45. So, but things, the same thing, same order, just in the 90s. Yeah. It's, it was a different era back then. And so, when I say that, you know, we're all spiritual beings, you know, we, we, that's what we are. And I was looking for my identity. I, I didn't have an identity, and my identity became how much I could drink, how much partying I could do. And uh, that just became who I was. And so my whole identity was tied to the drugs I did and all that lifestyle, how much I could sell. I mean, it just overtook me because I didn't know who I really was and what I was created to do. And that goes back to my family environment not being good. And so that hurt me because I didn't have anywhere to fall back on. My dad would love to drink with me, love to go to the casino with me, love to do drugs. I mean, you know, so it was just dysfunctional in so many ways. And so um, I, I got my life together. I, I, I went through a program in 2008, and that's when my whole life um, changed. I, I found out that God created me for a purpose. I found out I could have an identity that wasn't in drinking, partying, doing drugs, and my whole life was opened up to the truth that, man, God created me for a purpose. What program did you go through? I went through a program in Louisiana. It's just like Teen Challenge. It's called The Ark. 
So it's very very similar to to what we do. And um, I I graduated that program, ended up going through ministry school. And and my story is a little different because I didn't stay sober. I I relapsed after six years. I I thought I had my life figured out, didn't think it was a big deal. And I had a beer um, with with a cousin of mine, and uh, not not saying everybody that drinks beer is, <laughs> is is wrong or anything, but I had a beer with a cousin of mine, and that beer led me to alcohol again. I, I became an alcoholic, you know, again. Uh, like like we talked about during the break, um, gas stations, for example, you, you, you beer one beer can be a trigger. You can. Yeah, you got to avoid the triggers, and uh, that that's been the hardest part of my life is managing my my triggers for whatever it is, whether it's alcohol or it's drugs or it's food or whatever and you know that one can lead you down a slippery slippery slope well you got to know yourself and, and and true wisdom is knowing your weak your limits knowing, knowing your weaknesses and knowing where not to go what not you know what not to be around and so i had to learn that the hard way because that one beer led me to two beers led me to drinking hard hard liquor again then led me to other kind of drugs again and i spent about 14 15 months in a relapse and almost lost everything i had and but where at the timeline is this this is in 2014 okay 2000 uh of yeah 2014 and so it, it liked to kill me i got arrested i mean you know i was looking at two 30-year prison sentences i mean just in a matter of months my life just i mean i had everything going for me good i mean i was working in ministry at one point helping people get over addiction i graduated from college i mean you never would have thought that i just completely wrecked my life but yet i did and um, i ended up doing time in prison everything you know everything under the sun but god had mercy on me you know because um, even going through prison, like I actually came through Mercy House in 2015. I did a six-month restoration program because I'd already graduated the full the full program, and I was working on staff and thought you know everything was going good. I ended up going to court, and they said, "Look, you got to go serve some time. You got caught with you know too much drugs, and 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 you got to go face your consequences." And that's hard for a lot of people to do. You know, it's one thing to make the mistake, but then when you got to own up to your mistake and face the consequences. Even after an extended amount of time of doing right. Yeah, I was doing right. I mean, I'd graduated the program. I was living right. I mean, I was working on staff at Mercy House and still had to go face my consequences. But through that consequence, I didn't go back. I I stayed, you know, seeking God, serving the Lord. I stayed doing what God wanted me to do um, in that time. And I was able to come out. How long were you in? Exactly a year. Yep. And, and I didn't have an easy time in prison either. I mean, I went to some of the dark prisons in, in Mississippi, got to see firsthand what it's like in there, how dark it is, got to see the dysfunction that's in there. Is that a bit of this kind of scared straight stuff? I mean, you think you appreciated it more going into it after being sober for a little while? And like, man, I never, ever, Absolutely. ever I also, want to make this mistake again. It also helped me understand what people are going through. Um, even more, seeing when people, when they come out of prison, seeing what happens when they go into prison. It actually, really God's used it to help me see how to speak more into God's lives. That are, it makes you a bit of a credible messenger. That's, too. That, that too. I'm you able know, to say, like, look, I was there. People listen to you because you've been there. Right. And so I was able to see things a lot lot differently. Now, had I gone into prison and got angry at God, got angry at that I had to face this after I was doing good, I got my life together, I can't believe I'm having to go back. You know, I, I probably wouldn't have had the same experience, but I went through it like, okay, you know what? I made a mistake. I got to own this up. I got to do it. And so I got out and I I got right back, came right back to Mercy House, right back on staff. And um, through that journey of me going you know, to prison, um, it's really propelled me to be the leader that I am today. It's given me the perspective to appreciate where I'm at, for one. Don't let it go to your head uh, just because you got a few years and you're, you're doing good and you got position and title. None of that stuff matters. You know, you can lose it like that. And so um, it's given me the right perspective, which I think is good for people that struggle with addiction. You need to stay humble. 
you need to appreciate where you're at, appreciate what God's doing for your life, and, and know your weaknesses and know your limitations because if you don't, it's so easy to get caught back up in something, and next thing you know, it's overtaking you. And so through that whole experience, you know, I almost lost everything I had and um, or pretty much did, essentially, and, and God has restored my life, and um, God has just given me a whole new perspective on recovery, a whole new perspective on people. Um, there's even people that I was in prison with that are now in our program that I connected with and connected with when I got out and they saw what was going on. They're like, man, I want to, I want to come. So even in that situation, there's fruit because people have come into the program from it. So it's cool. No, that is. And so how long have you been with Mercy House altogether now? Well, I came in in 2015 and um, I did my six month restoration. I was on staff for about four months and then I went to prison. So about eight years. Yeah. And you got got out and just plugged right back in. Plugged right back in. Well, man, when, why you're in? I I, I wouldn't wait. You'd been to prison. Let's let's rewind a little bit because you're in there a year. You get moved around some, I guess. What 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 do you do during when you're in jail, man? Do, do I'm talking about you and Matt Milliman. I mean, did, did you dive into the Bible? Did you read a bunch? What did you do to keep your sanity? So I did a little bit of all of it. You know, I would always read uh, devotion in the morning, and uh, you know, you you got to learn when you're in a place like that. You know, the realities are you're not looking to make friends. You're looking to get to get in and get out. That's my my my, my motto was I'm, I'm I'm getting out of here. There's a lot of I mean the prison system. People I don't a lot of people don't know about it obviously, but it's a dark place. The people Wait, you got so many different racial oh, aspects. And, I mean, and it's not even stuff you 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 don't go in there thinking well I'm gonna go here and hang with the Aryans or I'm gonna hang with this group or I'm gonna hang right. with this group. You get sucked into these things because these are the rules. Yeah, and and you have to you have to navigate that. God just gave me grace to know how to navigate that, and I and I, because you know you everybody wants you to join their gang and wants you to, and I was like, no, I'm not getting involved in that stuff. So day to day, I'd get up, I'd read, you know, I'd, I'd um, you know, we play cards. I mean, we would just, I'd, I'd talk to a few different people and uh, share my, I, I shared my story with a lot of people, try to give them hope. Like, look, you know, you don't have to keep living like this because it's crazy how you go in there and 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 they're incarcerated for whatever reason, looking at however many years, and yet they're still talking about the old life and they're still talking about when they get out, they're going to go do this and going to go and want to go do that. And it's all, I mean, killing them. And, you know, so I was able to help some of the guys that were in there and encourage them a little bit. Um, but just day to day, you know, you just find different things to do throughout the day to get your day going. And, you know, a, a lot of what I will go back to Jackson here. A lot of what I, I've heard guys who have done time and whatnot, they talk about when they get back out. There's so, we, we send so many people to prison here in Mississippi. I mean, there, we have a high lockup rate here. I forget what it is exactly. Uh, I make make an argument for either side of that, but the it's a lot of prison culture coming back into the streets. You know, the stuff you talk about in there, for instance. Uh, you know, people talking about what they're gonna do when they get out, and what, again, could do a whole show about this. But we're we're sending people to prison, and they're coming out better criminals than they went in. They're not getting the rehabilitation they need, and that ain't doing anybody any good because then they just end up right back. This is, in what's, prison. this is what's this is what's actually neat about the whole. I learned about the whole thing is, and I, and I see this a lot just working where I work at at Mercy House. But you know, I wasn't an addict. That's just what I did. You know, these guys are not gang members. They're not. They're not addicts. They're in there. They're not thieves. That's just what they did. And when I I got a chance, I hung out with some of the head. I mean, it's, it's crazy. This little white boy, you know, <laughs> like. But I had favor, and then I talked to some of the head. You know, gang members was cool with them. Would talk with them. Man, they're just normal guys doing something that's not who they are. You know what I mean? And God helped me see that all those people in there, there's some of them, they act so tough and they act so hard. But when you talk to them, they're just like me and you. They're normal guys. They just, 
their identity's lost in what they're doing. They don't know who they really are. And God helped me see that because it's so easy to label them all. He's the head of the whatever, you know, gang. And, and he, but when you talk to him, he's just a normal guy. That's just all he's known. So he's involved in that, but that's not who he is. Some, same with addicts. That's not who we are. Uh, We're I, just involved in it. I say it on here all the time about whatever it is. I don't care, you know, what you are or who you are. Just don't let it be what you are. You know, like, I'm, I'm not a car salesman. I sell cars. I'm not a radio host. I host a radio show. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't think of myself as an addict. I just did drugs. But you can always stop any of that. What, what, whatever right. it is, you don't have to, just because it's something you do, they don't have to be who you are. And I, that's, that's a great point. That I, hadn't, I hadn't ran that thought in a while. But it's so true. You don't, it, we talk about it all the time uh, with my, on my health and fitness show with Anson on Thursdays. You, you know, your sobriety, for example. Uh, you can you can be a 200, 300, 400, 600 days sober. You, ha- you have a bad day. You don't let that have to wreck everything. You can say, you know what? I had a bad day. I had a bad week. Uh, I fell off. But I, I don't have to sabotage all of my success That's right. because I had a bad day. Uh, just get back on the horse or get the train back on the track. Whatever analogy you want to use for getting your life back on track. And you can just do it and just make it go away. And it don't have to be what you are now. It's like, no, damn, I, I'm an addict. I, I screwed up and uh, I fell off the wagon. That's what I have to be, right? You know, because I broke my streak, and I think a lot of times people get too caught up in those, those numbers and well, those streaks, and they become a little all-consuming. Well, it's even with it's even with the simple things, you know. And I, I always go back to the Bible because I believe Jesus and the Bible gives us the answers to all life. Um, but Jesus said it's, it's not it's not the murder that you've committed; it's the anger in your heart. Um, so Jesus always got to the heart of the problem. And I think for a lot of people, we we look at the outside, and and we think, well, because of this problem that i faced i'm gonna act this way because clay you know you yelled at me this morning you disrespected me this morning now me and you've got to go outside and fight in front of the wyb studios because i but that's 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 stupid that that that's just letting your emotions letting what people have said to you done to you you know really you know rule your life and so i think you know i I was able to see that a lot that these guys because i see it all the time at mercy house you know these guys come in and they're like so tough and they had this exterior and because of what they think should happen to them, that's how they live their life. And that's not how we're supposed to live our life. You know, we're supposed to live our life controlling our emotions, not letting that stuff get the best of us. And I was able to see that firsthand when I was in there because some of those guys in prison, they're some of the nicest, coolest, one-on-one, you're talking with them, and, man, they're, they're just normal guys, you know, that, that are just living that way. But they get off in a group of people and with their other gang members or whatever, and, man, you would, it's like two different people. Because they're just trying to act like somebody, but that's not who they really are. No, oh, no, it's a peeing contest. Man. That's right. Got to be the got to be the manliest man in the bunch, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and whatnot. All right, look, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. If you got any questions for Matt, uh, the Guns of Gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. The phone line six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the topic of the day, man. I want to get into the Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center and how they are helping change lives down there and how you can assist them in helping change lives and it financially benefits you simultaneously. That's a win-win-win. <laughs> All right, let's talk about that on the other side of the break here. This is the Clay Edwards Show live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. 
breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto right there on 49 South in Florence. Uh, all your automotive repair needs. But, hey, what they really specialize in is your ring and pinion and your differential work and all that. So, yeah, if you got any kind of stutter going on, feel like you're losing power but the motor's doing just fine, that ring and pinion a little bit goes a long way. And I tell you all all the time. I know everybody around here loves putting bigger tires and bigger rims on stuff. When you do that, you need to upgrade your ring and pinion and get the right size gears and stuff in there. And you can't do it on just the rear end. If you're going to use your four-wheel drive, you got to get those gears swapped out in that transfer case, too, and uh, and whatnot. So get over there and see them. But, hey, they do everything. Check engine lights on. Your air ain't blowing cold. Your heat ain't working. Car running hot. Brakes. They can do it all at A1 Gear and Auto. Get by there. See Justin and his team. Let them get you taken care of today. 49 South in Florence. That's A1 Gear and Auto. Give them a call. 601-939-1060. They do everything but diesel engine repair. All right. Matt Millerman in the studio with me. Mercy House Teen Challenge. Matt, uh, speaking of automotive stuff, you know, we I'm a car guy. You know, we, we have several car dealerships on here as uh, sponsors and partners of the show. And we love talking about cars and you guys also have a automotive center right down there in Crystal Springs, and this is unique to the other ones. Is why I I, I didn't mind bringing it on the show as a as a partner because it's something I believe in. What you guys are doing, uh, even though I, I people think I'm a bit heartless sometimes, but it's something I believe in, and I'm just hard headed. I think something more of the thing than I, than anything. But uh, what I love and what I've been talking about the last week or so as you guys have come on the show is this is a great way. You got a car sitting in your yard. Um, it's a great way. And it's, uh, the example I use, car may you, you may, be, 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 may be able to put it on Facebook Marketplace and get a thousand dollars for it. The value, however, may be three thousand dollars, and uh, you can get that you get that full amount on your as a tax write off. And I say it all, uh, real money. I'm a ten ninety nine employee. So I pay in taxes. If I can get a three thousand dollar write off at the end of the year, that's three thousand dollars that stays in Clay's bank account. That's right. I mean, that's real money. And then the other side of that is that car. You got your. You, uh, y'all have mechanics down there, I guess, that are going through the program. Some are, yeah, yeah. So they're learning to trade, or getting to expand upon the trade they already know by getting to actually go to work and provide and all that. And then that car gets sold to somebody in need, most likely. And but the money made goes to funding the rehabilitation center. That's right. And so our, our mechanic, just to clarify, Lee, Lee, Lee Roberts is our general uh, mechanic, and he is a um, licensed, you know, certified technician, mm-hmm. worked at all kinds of dealerships. So he, he oversees our shop. Yeah. Everything comes out of there. It's, it's, it's A1. It's good. He does, he does a really good, good stuff job. there. And so to piggyback off what you said about the donation program, it's cool because you could, you know, your engine can go out tomorrow, transmission, and you're like, man, I don't want to spend $3,500. You know, the car's not worth you know, five, six, but, you know, to spend that money, you're like, I'm just going to get a new vehicle. But you could donate that to us, and we can decide, you know what, we have a mechanic. He know he works on transmissions. We fix it. And instead of you giving it to the dealership for a 1000 bucks, you could give that to us. You could donate it to us, receive a tax deduction of whatever we sell the vehicle for. So if we decide to fix it, you could potentially get a deduction of $5,000, Four thousand dollars. That's like real cash deduction. So that's based on how much you sell the vehicle for. How much we sell the vehicle for. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And, okay. that, and that's not to say that every vehicle is going to have this this big number on it, but there's the potential 
for that to happen. Or people that have classic cars and they're like, well, you know, um, just been sitting in your garage or maybe it was passed down from a loved one. I mean, you could donate that to us. You know, we'll advertise and we'll sell it for a, a premium price and you can get all that money on your taxes, um, you know, as, as, as a tax break. That's interesting. That's interesting. So what drove you guys to getting into the automotive side of things? Because this is unique. I mean, y'all have the uh, y'all have your donation stores, your thrift stores and whatnot. But this is cool. I mean, just as a car guy, I, this makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. So essentially, everything that we raise, it, it, it helps fund our program because, you know, inflation has risen the cost of everything. Insurance for, for our, our program as a whole is, is outrageous. I mean, everything is. And, um, and there's no reason. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go on tangent here. That's a that's a untangible product insurance. Yeah. There's no reason that it should be inflated for any reason. It ain't like there's a supply a lack of supply. Yeah. Well, the insurance companies are going to make their money, and, and yeah. that's 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 another topic for another rabbit hole. Yeah, another day. Sorry, I just, <laughs> you said that. It is like. Um, so everything has gone up, and you know, there's a lot of programs that have has had had to start charging money. You know, and we don't charge people to come into our program if they can't afford it. Now we ask the families if you can afford to pay, we ask you to pay fifty dollars a month, hundred dollars a month. If you can pay a thousand dollars a month, pay it. Um, but if you don't have any money, legitimately, we, we take guys in. And and Clay, we have sixty to sixty five men right now. It fluctuates, but we have a five or ten man wait list to get in our program. So I mean, you know, we're we're helping Mississippi, Central Mississippi, the whole state. Um, really, really helping uh, people, you know, get their life together and not just get their life together. We started doing family ministry where we try to, you know, encourage the family, help them through whatever they're going through. Because, you know, the family has probably been through literal hell with their loved one. I mean, he's taking them down through there, no telling what all they've gone through. And they need they need to have um, some some help as well, some counseling and different things. So we've just recently kicked off the family side of it to try to really figure out how we can minister, how we can love on, how we can help them with what they need uh, so that they can, you know, uh, have the tools to be successful. And so everything with our, our, our <clears throat> car program, 100% of it goes right back in. All the profit goes right back into the program, and we're able to use that money to, to, to pay the monthly cost just, just to operate our program. How many cars a month are you all selling down there? We sell anywhere from 15 to 30, maybe some months 40. Tax time, you know, gets a little gets a little good, you know, so – yeah, yeah. So uh, tell people, um, y'all specialize. Your, your bread and butter is ten thousand and under stuff. Yeah. Six, six to ten thousand dollar range. You know, help people on a budget, trying to help them get rebuild their credit, stuff like that. And I, I do want to make a correction. I said the other day that y'all were buy here, pay here. Not necessarily. Y'all mm-hmm. use a y'all use a lending institution that is similar to buy here, pay here, and it was with proper steps and money down. And as long as you don't have an outstanding repo with them, you can, anybody can get a vehicle with them. We, well, use, we, also, we use them too. Yeah, we also we also use um, we use um, uh, Farm Bureau. We use other other yeah. other uh, credit unions and things mm-hmm. like that too. That we could, if you have a good credit score, we can get you in a good vehicle. And we keep other vehicles on the lot too, fifteen thousand over. It's just not as many because the market where we're at in Crystal Springs, um, people you know lower income or some people just looking for a cash car. And uh, our donation program, because of that, we have the lot. We're able to put the cars. And people are able to get more on their taxes because they they donate that car to us and we resell it, and then they get a you know eight thousand dollars tax deduction, six thousand dollars tax deduction. Uh, that's not, hey, look, I'm gonna tell you that tenth. As you know, I mean, you're gonna go buy some cars today. As you know, that that is a and it's somewhere like Central Mississippi. That's the that's kind of what everybody's looking for. Whether it's a that's my that's my market. I mean, I used to have really expensive vehicles, pay those high, high car notes, and each own if that's what you need. I'm, I'm not here to knock anybody, but I I got into this. Ten thousand and under thing that I'm gonna plan, plan a ride out to the day I die, and try not to have like a, a big car note uh, in Central Mississippi. 
that's hard to do at Ellis. You know, we our, our specialty is uh use trucks in that twenty to thirty range, and I get people all the time looking for ten thousand dollar cars. I'm like, man, it ain't as easy as you think. It's not. Uh, you know, get on Facebook Marketplace. Try finding a ten thousand dollar car. You know, but when you have the when you have the infrastructure in place like you guys do to to get the donations or to go out and buy them, and then have the you have the mechanic shop. I just don't think people truly understand how hard it is to get a car, recon it, and get it out there and keep that price affordable where the business model works for all, all parties involved. Well, we're able to do that. One, God, you know, has, has really uh, blessed our program. But we have Lee Roberts as our general manager, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a certified master technician. And let me tell you something. He, he cars that people donate, and they said, man, this is wrong with it. We can't get it fixed. We've taken it to four different dealerships. He'll fire it up, listen to it, drive it. Oh, it's 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 such and such, and he fixes it. And so and 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 he's able to. We're able to. I mean, he's he's the catalyst that helps us do what what we do. I mean, because he's able to see it from the mechanical side and able to fix it. Then he's able to train the guys that are there working. Because uh, some of the guys come through our programs are technicians too. They worked in dealerships, and so um, but some of them have worked in other places. And he's able to teach them things that actually grow their skills. And some of them stay with us, and some have gone to other places and worked. Um, but Lee's the reason for that because you know when you have a good technician, it's it's he's worth he's worth oh, it's a it's, it's, he's, it's a gold mine because he can he can do what you know others can't do. Well, well, that and you know look, not getting into his pay plan or nothing like that, but you know there's a different bit of having somebody in house that can fix it, and, and you not have to send a BMW for example. You ain't got to send it to BMW to get what may cost you a thousand dollars. But they're going to charge you four thousand dollars. Right. The, 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 it becomes a it becomes a business proposition that you can't do business with. Let me let me give you a story, and I, I don't want to get off too much. Uh, somebody donated a BMW to us, and they take it to the dealership, and um, the the BMW dealership told them it was a it was a bad engine, something was wrong with it. You know, they put the filter on to something backwards. The lady donated it because she couldn't afford it. They, they were going to charge her thirty five hundred dollars or four thousand dollars to fix it. And so she donated it to us, and it was just a, it was just, they put a filter and something else on backwards. And it was tripping all the wrong codes in, and doing all the same things. So it's just interesting sometimes things that, that happen, but having a technician like that, that they can get in there, he's able to see, hold on a second, this is, this is not in right. So it's, 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 he's worth his weight. He's, he's good. Well, they are. And then that, that's God putting him there. And that allows y'all to take, a, take on a project car like that. And say, okay, well, let's diagnose it. And it makes it where you can sell it at an affordable price point that works for all parties right. involved. I, 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 I can go on and on about the car business, and that's not partially why we're here today. But <clears throat> I, I just love what y'all are doing. How can people find y'all? I got the website. I got the Facebook page pulled up here. It's just uh, T. It's Mercy House. It's Mercy House Auto Center. Mercy House Auto Center Teen Challenge is what the Facebook page is. TC Mercy House Auto Center is how I guess if you type it in Facebook.com slash TC Mercy House Auto Center. Okay, yeah. And then you go to our, our website, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com, uh, and uh, you can look at look at vehicles we've got on there. And um, th- this is what's neat about the program. I don't know if we've got to go on a break or not. you got two minutes. But, you know, we're we're actually, you know, doing a lot more to equip or at least trying to equip men with the tools they need to succeed. We're, rec- we're getting ready to open up a third phase of our program. So right now, we used to be three phases, first phase, second phase, third phase is graduation. And that's at 14 months. We're shifting. We have first phase, which is going to be two to four months, second phase, which is another four, five months, somewhere in there. And then we're, 
adding a third phase to our program at nine months. We we bought a house about a year and a half ago, um, and we've remodeled it completely. It's got five bedrooms, can hold fifteen people. Super, we did it super nice. Donors helped us, and and it's, and it's going to be our third phase house, which is going to be like a transition before they graduate. They're going to move down there, and they're going to work on. We're going to partner with some companies, and they're going to get a job. And they're going to work. They're going to be able to save money. They're going to be able to pay bills, uh, get their their fines, the driver's license. Because there's so many barriers that people don't even think about oh, yeah. to change. If you don't have a driver's license, if you don't have a, if you have ten thousand dollars in child support, it's so overwhelming. They won't even they won't even call because it's. Or if you have twenty thousand dollars in fines, but you have to start paying that stuff. I mean, you have to get your life going. And so learn how to budget, learn, learn how, how to pay budget, bills, get a checking account, all that stuff yeah. that we're going to help them with before they finish, and we're going to be able to see where they're at before they graduate i want to see how do you handle a job how do you handle a boss <laughs> that talks to you you know in a negative way or how do you handle you know people you work with that are that are doing things that you you know you shouldn't be around so um that third phase of our program is going to be a, a it's a game changer it's going to be a catalyst i think to really give us the tools uh, give the guys the tools they need to succeed and through that it's going to help us with our family program we're going to be able to you know marriage counseling with the husband and wife um and just Whatever kind of family restoration, you know, we're gearing to be able to help do that, and I'm really excited about it. And so the auto center, all that, it funds that. You know, talking about right before the break here, and we'll we'll go to break, but you said uh, learning how to deal with a boss that can be a little difficult or talk to you a certain way. I'm going to tell you, 12 years in the car business, it it thickened my – it leathered me up a little bit because of the – when I, first, when I first got in, I'm like, is this how y'all talk to folks? <laughs> now it's just nothing to me. It just bounces right off. You know, it's just another day at the office. But send them down to that auto center. Let, let some of those customers get a hold of them a little bit. Let a, let, a good, let a good general manager get a hold of them. Tune them up for letting a customer walk without a TO and, <laughs> and stuff like that. I've been sent home more than once for that one. All right, let, let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane with Matt Milliman, Mercy House Team Challenge, live here in the Matt Kike Flowwood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. When necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. As well, we wrap up with Matt here. He may stay a little longer, but uh, we wrap up this first hour. Uh, we're kind of recapping. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. Let's just jump straight in to help with the recap. Um, one of the things that's cool is you, you, y'all are getting this thing set up down there at the, at the auto center where you can donate the vehicle, and you can literally watch that, watch it, follow, kind of follow your donation that's right. to – uh, basically, you're donating a scholarship, in, in essence, to somebody, to to somebody who's going through the rehab facility, and to help get them back into the home with their family. You're little, legitimately, literally changing lives. Yeah, because it, it costs us about fourteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month per student in our program. It's 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 expensive. Insurance, food, just all the all the bills. That, so, so over the course of the of the entire stay, how much does one student cost? Well, if you if you factor fifteen hundred times twelve, you know it could be somewhere in, in you know fifteen twenty thousand yeah. dollars per student. You know, and, and a lot of the short term programs, their insurance is paying you know however much a month thirty thousand dollars for them to be there. Um, so, so it's, it it costs us, but but we're thankful God provides, and God provides through our thrift stores. God provides through donors, people that that support us. But people also donate vehicles, and or they buy a vehicle from us from the auto center, and that it's like you said, it's a scholarship because it it helps somebody get in. Matt, hold that thought. We got our top of the hour break here. We'll be right back here on one hundred three nine W Y A B. Welcome back into the Realist Show on Radio, your daily dose of reality radio, the free range human show of choice. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards, live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. 
This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends out at Guns and Gear, located right there on Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt, the home of No Limit Ammo, so much so that they put it on the sign out front. You can As much as you can afford, you can buy. And you know ammo has been hell to get the last couple years, and uh, they got it out there, Hunter and his team. But wait, man, there's so much more than just a gun and ammo store. Let them take care of all your gunsmithing needs, coating needs, and more. Uh, incredibly respectful, informed staff out there. Man, you know, Matt, uh, s- something as a guy in sales that I love is running up on a good sales guy or girl, somebody knowledgeable about the product, somebody who can walk me up and down the benefits and features of the different, uh, we'll use guns, for example. Like, well, I like this, but does it really fit my needs? It looks awesome. Does it fit my needs? And being able to explain my needs to somebody and uh, how I'm going to use something. And it's like, okay, well, this may look cool, but this is going to fit better for you. You know, whether it's same with in the car business. Like, hey, man, that, that, uh, that Lariat looks great. But do you need heated seats? Do you need all that? Maybe that XLT works better for your budget. Right. You know, I, I just I love running across a good salesperson. And I don't mind paying, letting somebody make a little profit on me. You know, if, yeah. if, if I'm getting good service. And that's what Guns and Gear provides out there is knowledgeable, good service. Let them go out there and help you with all of your needs uh, as far as guns, ammo, and accessories. That's Guns and Gear, Highway 51 North in Gluckstadt. Shop them online, gunsandgearms.com. Matt, I bet you're a heck of a sales guy. Well, I, I'm, I'm passionate about what I do at Mercy House, and I'm sure if I got off into, 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 into selling other things, I would be good at it too. I've done some little stuff over, over the years. Um, but I'm passionate about what we do at Mercy House. I just believe in it. Amen. Not just that I believe in it. I see it. I see the life change, and I've, I've seen it in my own life. And so I love just to share and just talk about all the different things and all the different ways people can support our program. Because like you said, you know, when they support, even if it's donating a bag of clothes to our thrift stores, I mean, mm-hmm. that goes a long way. You don't think, oh, I don't have a vehicle. I don't have – I mean, you could donate clothing to us, donate old furniture, estate sales, all that kind of stuff yep. uh, that helps us. We had a text on the Guns and Gear text lines when I brought that up. Uh, somebody asked, can they donate men's clothing? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, you guys have – I know y'all are tired of me saying this, but I recently lost about 70 pounds. I've got a half a closet full of my, my big boy clothes and – and I want to get rid of that. I want to get rid of that safety net to to force me. <laughs> you want to go to back? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get comfortable. Saying, oh, you know what? I got I got some I got some three X's in there. Uh, you know, I, I know I can work my way back up to them, and I have to spend any money. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the reset button, and I'm gonna make a trip down to the uh, the Byram. Uh, so this, store. this this is how. So Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. We're all all Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. But then we have. You know, we take 60 to 65 men. You know, we've got two houses for guys when they graduate to move into. And then in order to operate all that, we have different industries. The auto center, the vehicle donation program. We make, uh, you see us in front of Walmarts and stores with our crafts that we make. And then we have two thrift stores. So we've got a thrift store in Byram. We call it Super Thrift Byram. And then we have a thrift store in Pearl that we call Super Thrift. There's Pearl. one in Pearl now. One I, wasn't, Pearl. I wasn't aware of that. Okay, well, yeah. I'll be going to the one in Pearl. Then that's closer to my crib. Uh, you know, I actually bought some cool chairs y'all had there uh, a couple years ago. Did you? It was like it was like they came out of like an old school like seventies van. They were the captain chairs. You can uh-huh. bolt them down. They spin around. I had this great idea for a podcast set 
that I was going to make look like a uh, white trash trailer park with those chairs in it with like some fake green turf, astroturf grass and stuff. It never came to fruition, but I, I did break bread with you and I tried to like, no, I mean, I'll just keep the money. I don't need the chairs. They brought me them chairs to work. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you're getting the chairs. The question is, where are the chairs at today? I left them at Watkins Auto Sales when I quit. Oh. They're, they're still at Watkins. I tried <laughs> giving them to a buddy of mine. They're like, Houston, these chairs will be great out at your deer camp. I can see you doing some of these. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I vision you. When I visioned this, yeah. <laughs> and just another good dude over there, man. But uh, but yeah, they got all kind of neat stuff, dude. I mean, I like thrift shopping and going to like antique malls and stuff like that. And those thrift stores are great, man, just to go get lost in. Yeah, well, this is a cool thing. We're always rotating our stock at the thrift stores, which makes it good. If you like to go thrift shop, you can find new things. We're always rotating and putting things in the store. And the way we're able to do that is people donating their old stuff to us. Yeah. There's a lot of great organizations out there that, you know, that do good work. I know Goodwill does a lot of good work, but but really, we're doing it locally. I mean, when you give to Mississippi, to, to us, it's going right back into our in, in, to the area. Hey, big question here. I want to clear this up from the first hour uh, about the donation on the cars. Y'all will come pick these up, correct? Yeah, we'll, we'll come pick them up. A lot of misconceptions with that, too, is you think, well, I got to get it running so I can donate. No, like you don't have to worry about it getting it running. Just have a title. Just have a title. Even if you don't have a title but the title's clear, we can do paperwork to get the title um, so we eliminate all the hassle from you, the donor. Um, all you've got to do is call. And from that point forward, we're going to schedule a pickup. We're going to make it as easy as possible on the paperwork side of things, the pickup side of things. I mean, you don't even have to be there. You can leave the keys in the glove box, title one of the, in the glove box. We'll come pick it up um, at your convenience, at our convenience. And um, it's really no hassle. And what about pickup on furniture for the thrift stores? Yeah. How, y'all will come pick that up as well? We'll come pick up donations, yeah. We move, gotta, move it out of the house for them, the whole nine yards? Yeah. So I we'll mean, pick up. now Certain situations. But. Certain situations, you know, depending on what, what all they need done, um, you know, we don't do. But some a lot of stuff we do do. You know, if, if you have a, a loved one that passed away and they got a whole furniture, house of furniture and stuff, um, we'll come box that stuff up. You know, um, sometimes we charge a fee for some stuff because some, sometimes it's a rat hole in some places and it's sure. really dirty and it's it's a lot more work than um but but a lot of times we'll, we'll go in there and we'll be able to take those donations and pick them up and yeah. all that and clay edward show listeners don't don't, don't be calling to get them to haul your trash away well that's what it is you know. sometimes they'll call and it's it's a it's a they want a chair and you get there and the chair is i mean you know or old couch they just the, the garbage man won't they can't put it on the street so hey let's call mercy house yeah and, and know, i know that, a people a lot of people think well you know, they should they should be happy to take that and we are we're thankful that you call and donate stuff to us but you know to haul off trash is really expensive. Well, the juice has got to be worth the squeeze, yeah. too. Well, I mean, at the end of the day. When you pick up stuff, you have to. if it's not good, we have to dispose of it. And the trash the trash bill got out of hand at one point because we were just picking up everything. You know, and, and uh, so we got to be mindful of that. Yeah, if y'all, got, if y'all need trash hauled away, I got a guy that does that stuff. Holler at me. I'll give you their contact number. And uh, it ain't free, but it, they will haul it away. Yeah. So I, I, got a, I got some folks for that. But uh, if you got some... Like, I got a couch. I'm going to be donating to you guys. I'm getting a new couch at the end of the month. The guy just waiting on the guy. He's moving to Florida and going to sell me his couch. The last thing he's coming off of is his couch. His couch. I've already bought a car from him, already bought a dinner table, already bought an uh, entertainment center. The couch is the last piece. So I've got this big, nice cloth sectional, but I, you know, I want to see it go to somebody. But it's going to have to be – it's a big piece. But, uh, I, yeah, I've got y'all earmarked for that. Yeah. So, I mean, but, yeah, I think that's what's great about this. This gives people a chance that may not – one of the things I've learned here since I started doing the show is a lot of people want to donate. They want to be a part. They want to walk it like they talk it. 
but they don't necessarily know how. They don't know what direction to point their energy. And it ain't all got to be financial either. Uh, and I, so I try to lead people in the right direction and stuff, try to be that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of that wealth of knowledge for them. Uh, okay, say they don't have anything to donate. Can they set up a monthly, like a, a monthly recurring donation thing through like a PayPal or something like that? Yes. So a couple things you can do. Um, we have an Amazon wish list, which is really easy. You can go on our Facebook page, Mercy House. Um, adult and teen challenge and if it's not pinned at the top now as soon as we finish this i'll pin it at the top and it's got our amazon wish list on it and there's items on there for ten dollars there's items on there for fifty dollars there's a printer on there that we need that's three hundred dollars you know there's a variety of different ways and you could click on that through your amazon account it'll ship it right to us um, super easy toilet paper toiletries things like that that are that are absolutely they go a long deodorant. way deodorant razors i mean you know just things that guys come in our program they don't have anything and, and the cost of everything has gone up. So that's one way. You also can go, we, we, you can support us monthly. You know, we ask people if they can give $25 a month. You know, we were doing $21 a month in 2021, but now we've, you know, so $25 a month, you know, goes a long way if we can get, you know, some people to do that. I, I think it's great. And what about, okay, non-financial? What about boots on ground people physically want to help? Is there a, is there a, is there a, a need for volunteers to do anything? Well, that, that's what we're working on. When, when I talked about the family, um, you know, ministry and the family uh, program that we're trying to build, that's going to take some volunteers. So, you know, in the months ahead, we're going to have more opportunities for uh, people on the weekends to come, like on a Saturday, and help and 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 uh, you know, speak into people's lives and help what them. What about we got a lot of business owners that listen to the show. What if they want to reach out and help a part-time employee or want to get tied in with you guys to help employ these these men who are getting back into the world, uh, maybe become part of the network to assist with that? Is that, is that something that you Absolutely. guys are Absolutely. looking for? Yeah, because we're going to need help with our third phase, a couple more businesses. Um, we're typically, for third phase, we want to kind of be in, in, in Byram and Tukapai County that way because it's closer to us. South of I-20. Yeah, because, you know, we, you get off into Madison, it's harder to get them back and forth. Um, but then once they graduate, we're always needing partners um, to, to hire our guys and do that, and because uh, that helps. And these are motivated dudes, man. Oh, they're hard workers. When they, when they get out, I mean, because I'm, I'm going to tell you what, car, we got a lot of car guys listening to the show. Car guys, if, if if depending on the felony situation or what your company's hiring practices are, which y'all know how I feel about that, I think everybody deserves a second chance uh, once they paid their debt to society, but neither here nor there. What, what, these guys have to go out and sell those crafts. They know how to talk to folks. That's right. They do. I mean, they – they could, they can sell ice to an Eskimo brother, and uh, you you need some good car salesmen. Man, get give one of these guys a chance. I worked at uh, Hair and Good Toyota for Eric Anderson for five years, and Eric was big in the AANA programs and stuff. And he was always hiring people coming out of the program to come sell cars with us, bro. They kept me on my game. They were I on mean, it. They were on it, and I mean, very very motivated because a lot of people, for better or worse, we replace one addiction with another, whether it's fitness, it's sales. It's whatever people, people with addictive personalities still want to feed that, whatever that is. And a lot of times it transitions, like I said, from from drugs and alcohol to fitness. And uh, what I've seen in the sales industry is motivation to sell. Right. You know, and I, I'm just I'm just saying, man, these, these are folks that I'd give a chance to. If, if Clay's the decision maker to hire folks, I'm, I'm hiring folks that got something to prove. Right. Well, especially, you know, you give people a chance. They're, they're, they're most of the time going to be a lot more appreciative. 
of life, going to be a good worker, going to understand, especially if they come out of our program, we're teaching them all that stuff, you know, about how to, how to, you go to, somebody hires you for a job, they're hiring you for a job, you don't have to worry about if they talk to you one way, if they're your friend, they're not your friend, they hired you to do A, do A, and worry about the rest later on, you know what I mean, don't worry about how, how all the stuff in between, they hired you for a job, they're paying you a certain amount, do a good job, work well, if you do that, you can move up anywhere, you know, anybody can move up, you know. Absolutely, all right, let's take one more break, come back, we're going to close out with Matt Milliman with Mercy House Teen Challenge. And then uh, I'm going to spend the last half of the second hour today doing what I do here live in the Matt Geiger Flowwood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mac Hike of Flowwood Studios. And heck, speaking of Mac Hike of Flowwood, man, get over there to their Lakeland Drive location and see them today right there at Airport Road. Man, they got huge, huge rebates and incentives right now on all of their, well, a large portion of their vehicles. You know, something I talk about a lot is if you got some negative equity, man, these uh, these factory rebates and uh, incentives can help get you out of there. You know, Mack Heist got the big Dodge Ram. I could, I'll forever call it a Dodge Ram. They, they're just Ram trucks now. They got the Ram, they got the Bighorns, they got the Black Widows. Man, they got a great sales team over there. But, you know, something we forget about is they're starting to wind down production on these uh, these muscle cars. Your V8 Scat Packs, your Hellcats, your Challengers, Chargers, all that stuff. Get out there and get you one of the last V8s. I think next year is the last year they're going to be making them. Uh, so go get you some American muscle while you still can and get you a heck of a deal on it from Mack Hike of Flowood. And look, if you're in the market for a new premium SUV, you've always done like the Tahoes or the Escalades or the Yukons, get out there and go see that that uh, that Wagoneer. That thing is fine. They got, I know they got one on the showroom floor right now that is absolutely gorgeous. That's Mack Hike of Flowwood. Shop them online, MacHikeCDJRF.com. And look, they're the home of the in and out in an hour promise. Once you've selected your vehicle and you sit down to do business, they're going to get all your paperwork done and get you out of there within an hour. And if you've ever bought a car at a big dealership, you know that is uh, easier said than done. So that's their promise to you, to get you in and out in an hour. All right, wrapping up here with my buddy, Mr. Matt Milliman, with Mercy House Teen Challenge. Uh, Matt, just recapping, people can donate a multitude of ways, from clothing to money to automobiles. And again, I love the auto thing. Because people can make that donation, they can kind of follow that and watch watch it change lives and put fathers back in homes. Where you know, one of the things I talk about on this show a lot is there's an attack on manhood, there's an attack on the home, there's an attack on the nuclear family, and this is a way for folks to help fight back is to help put that father back in the home and uh, through through donations and stuff. Right. So. Well, that's it. And, and putting a father back in the home, it changes everything. changes um, communities. It ain't just one home. Yeah, it changes job sites. It changes communities. It changes at home. It changes kids' lives. And, and uh, that's why I just love what we do because, you know, to be able to see that and be able to see a kid get their dad back um, or, or, or wife get their husband back doesn't mean their life's going to be perfect for them. But when, when their life is filled with their purpose, which is to serve God, and, and, and they get the addictions out of their life, and they begin to live in a life that, that is meaningful and full of purpose, you know, it, it does so much. And it, it really alters the whole trajectory of somebody's life and their family's life. And that's why I love what we do. And, and so all the external stuff, the auto center, thrift stores, 
it's it's secondary to the main thing that we do, and the main thing that we do is restore broken families one man at a time, putting fathers back in the home. I mean, that's the heartbeat of our program. Everything that we do is geared to that, and uh, these other avenues just help us to be able to do it for free. For guys that don't have don't have any money, we're able to take them in for free because we have these industries that help fund our program, and um, you know because of that. Men are finding freedom, and that's exciting. I mean, it, it, you know, Clay, you know, because you've, you've got a history with addiction like I do. Um, when you're when you're in that cycle of addiction, man, it's hopeless. You're lost. Your family's going through hell. Your family's worried about you. You know, your family, you know, they're going through it too, just as much. So whenever you're whenever you're able to rescue people out of that, the hope that you're providing, the hope that Mercy House is providing, and other programs like us all over the area to people that are just empty and broken and, you know, filling their lives with everything that's um, empty and, and, and leaving them broken, we're able to f- fill their life with hope, fill their life with purpose, and not just get them off drugs and alcohol. That's only a part of it. You've got to teach people how to live life. You go to work every day. I go to work every day. How do I handle problems? How do I handle life? How do I handle conflict? How do I handle when things don't go right? How do I handle when things do go right? How do you handle making a lot of money? How do you handle when you don't make a lot of money? There's so many things that go into everyday life that we're able to teach our men. That's why we believe long-term programs are successful. Because, you know, you think about it, when you're coming out of the winter season, when you're in the winter season, you learn a lot. You know, it's a whole different season. When you come into the spring season, it's a whole different thing. The, the you know, trees are budding, flowers are blooming. When you go in the summertime, it's super hot. You know, every season of life teaches you different things. And whenever, whenever our guys are able to walk through the different seasons of life, that's why a year-long program, they work, because you're able to deal with all the different emotions of life and then learn how to, okay, respond to this positively or I responded negatively. You know, you're able just to learn a lot. They've been through the full cycle. That's right. You the know, full the cycle full, of life. Full cycle of life through a year. And that's something I talk about a lot on the show is no matter how bad it is today, one year from now it can be a completely different situation, yeah. you know, if you navigate it properly. And you know, and it don't take it don't take a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff. I mean, just just discipline and some accountability and learning how to get through the holidays, you know, if you're single. Learning yeah. how to, you know, little triggers um if it's a, for example, uh it's crawfish season. If you if that's a trigger for somebody who's battled alcohol, like I got to have my beer with my crawfish, stuff like this, just little things. Make just to make an example, you learn how to fight through those those seasons, how to avoid those triggers. You know what to do when you need to fill this void. Because that's a lot of it, right? But Filling can, a void. But you can relearn. Like yeah. you can relearn. Like I, you know, I used to love partying at the beach years ago, and but now I go to the beach. Don't think about partying. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you relearn stuff. I used to drink beer with crawfish. Now I eat crawfish all the time, and don't drink beer with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, but you, it's. It's just relearning yeah. how to live your life again and, and having the right accountability. And, and for one thing, men and all humans in general, we've got to humble ourselves and we've got to be willing to talk about what's going on in our life. We've got to find at least one person that knows you, you can trust and say, hey, look, I need some, I'm thinking these thoughts. I want to do this. I need help. Help me get through this stuff and find people that can, you know, be mentors to you and help you and be a friend, support system, uh, because people don't like accountability anymore, but you need it. Like you need somebody that you can go to and say, hey, look, I'm struggling. I got this going on. Help me. Somebody's not going to judge you. Somebody's just going to love you and walk you through it and help you see that there is light at the end of the tunnel because you know, like I know, there is light. <laughs> you no. know that in a year your life can change, good or bad. But if you do the right things, you put God first, and you you know, take the right steps, you can, you can turn your whole life around. 
man, you know, your life can be a testimony and your life can be used to help other people. And that's what's exciting. Yeah, it is. And, you know, that's the thing. We, we didn't talk about it a whole, whole lot throughout the show. But uh, how many men, I, I, how many men have gone out there and got saved? Oh, it's, 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 it's hundreds and thousands, you know. You know, going in there, getting saved. Then you get somebody fired up, involved in the church. And, man, just that, that trickle-down effect. Again, talk about breaking the chains of addiction and generational poverty and all that stuff, man. You get these folks coming out of this program fired up and back in the home. Uh, you know, again, it's a trickle-down effect into the entire community. You know, because of uh, little Pookie's kids out running the, out running the roads because he's an addict. Um, then you get that. Then you get him back in the home and he's paying attention to them kids and teaching them the difference in right and wrong. That's, that's two, three kids, whatever that ain't out committing crimes, that's you right. know, that ain't out bringing your property values down, so on and so forth. And that's just one example. Well, cause you know, it takes more, it takes more than just, you know, just going to a, going to a, a, a church service, you know, it, yeah, that's good. But it, it takes teaching people how to live their life, especially if you've been in dysfunction and you've been in chaos you, know, you talk you talk about people in Jackson and Rankin County and Hines, all all the different communities that we have here. If they people have been living in dysfunction, that's all they know. They're going to need people. They're going to need programs like ours or other programs like it to put them in somewhere where they can relearn how to just do basic things every day, but how to do it proper and practically with morality. You know what I mean? With simple things, but like there, there's just got to be more that we can teach so that people can really get free. All right, Matt. In closing, how can everybody find you guys? So you can go to our Facebook page, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. Listen, when you give a vehicle or something like that, you you can see testimonies. We we post testimonies weekly. Um, so you can go follow our main page like that. You can go to our Mercy House Auto Center if you're looking for a vehicle. We've got cars, $10,000 and under. Um, you can buy a car from us. You can also donate a vehicle to us. We just changed our vehicle donation website. It's it's a, a, a vehicle donation, ms.com. And you can go on there, donate a vehicle. It answers questions for you. And uh, we just thank you for having us today. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, appreciate you. All right, guys, that's Mercy House Teen Challenge. Whether it's donating clothes, money, cars, there's a way to give back. And we've all got something that we ain't using that we can donate. So keep them in mind, Mercy House Adult and Teen Challenge. Matt Milliman, thank you for coming in today. And I will see you on the other side. Guys, stay right here. Coming back, I got a bunch of Jackson news and national news I want to hit this morning. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back in. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Shout out to Mack Hike of Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Stonington Farm Beef. That's right. They'll be making a delivery here to the central Mississippi area next Friday, the 17th. So get your orders in now. You can customize an order or you can pick one of their uh, kind of preset packages They've got some great deals going. I've got their website pulled up here now, stoningtonfarm.com. Stonington with two ends. They got their ground beef at six ninety nine a pound. If you buy five pounds or more, you can get it for six forty nine a pound. Ribeye steaks, twenty one ninety nine a pound. And look, I'm gonna tell you what, you eat one of these ribeyes, you may never want to eat one of the store bought again. This is one hundred percent grass fed, one hundred percent grass finished, hormone free beef, locally sourced. It don't get no better than that, guys and girls. Uh, they also they have uh, New York strips, sixteen ninety nine a pound. Uh, brisket, seven ninety nine a pound. T bones, stew meat, ribs, porterhouse steaks, 
They have uh, the the roasts, like a chuck roast and all that stuff, as well as tri-tip. Uh, they got the skirt steaks, which look phenomenal. Hanger steak, flank steak, sirloin steak, uh, tenderloins. Uh, they have, the, you know, if you like organs, like liver, tongue, kidney, heart, oxtail. I bet uh, Thomas likes oxtails. They got uh, beef short ribs. Oh, man, only six forty nine a pound, too. Then, of course, they have their mini cow packages and all that. So check them out, stoningtonfarm.com. Going to be making a delivery to three local areas here in central Mississippi, Ridgeland, Brandon, and Florence on March 17th. That's next Friday. So get your orders in, plan to pick it up. Uh, I believe a group of us are putting an order in, and uh, maybe I can help you pick yours up if I need to. Just let me know. All right. So... uh, Obviously, there's a lot of things that have gone on in the world, and we haven't had a chance really to talk about it this week. We've had guests bell to bell. I have not sat in this chair without a guest this week and haven't talked a whole lot about some of the stuff going on out there. Clearly, as we've been telling you since day one, since January 6, 2021, we've been telling you that those were freedom fighters, patriots, good God-fearing American-loving patriots that were trying to save our country out there that day in Washington, D.C. They were not insurrectionists. They were not bad people. They were not Nazis. They were not white supremacists. They were not doing any of these things that the left and the mainstream media have been yapping about. They were none of that things. They were good, God-fearing Patriots, they were trying to save our democracy. And the videos have come out to prove just that. The videos have come out to prove that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden and all these people are evil, liars, thieves. They tried to steal our democracy. That's what they've been saying for the last several years now. The death of our democracy Our democracy is in trouble. Well, the videos say otherwise. Hamalalam Shalom. QAnon Shalom. Whatever his name is. Was escorted right in them buildings. Given a guided tour of the Capitol. And got four years in prison for a guided tour. You know, all those poor January 6th prisoners. And what what have our state representatives done? What has Michael Guest done? Has he, has he demanded them be freed? You know, when I had a chance to meet with Guest, it was one of the things, it was the number one thing that I told him grinded my gears that I was the most fired up about was our fellow Americans being held hostage, prisoners, political prisoners, for no reason, because they walked into a building. You know, and his biggest thing was, Well, there aren't any Mississippians there. I don't care if they're Mississippians or not. They're Americans. America first. That's the platform. America first. Oh, yeah. Now, thank you, Tim, for reminding me on the Guns of Gear text line. Benny Thompson. Almost going to let Benny slide. Just, uh, we know Benny's a a terrorist. You know, an American-hating he hates Mississippi too. 
Can anybody point to one thing Benny Thompson's done good for Mississippi? One thing Benny Thompson's done good for Mississippi. And, uh, and, and by the way, they, they do have Mississippians held hostage there as January 6th prisoners. So the fact that that our congressman was not even aware of that is, uh, is a bit disturbing. There's three Mississippians being held hostage by the January 6th committee, by these folks, by our government. It's just disgusting. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts on it. 601-879-0002. Guns and Gear text line 769-241-1944. I could go on and on. I've talked about it at nauseum. And frankly, if it was an insurrection, good. Because you see what they were fighting for. Everything that's going on in America right now, everything that Joe Biden and the diversity hires he has helping run this country, everything they're doing to America right now, every thing that we are suffering right now in America is what we were fighting for January 6, 2021. It's what we were trying to prevent when they stole this election. Everything that's going on right now, the corruption, the inflation, the shortages, all of that is what we were trying to fight on January 6. That's what those freedom fighters were doing. That's what Ashley Babbitt, the great American patriot, Ashley Babbitt, they should rename Every school in America that they went and named Obama Elementary, Obama High School, should all be renamed after Ashley Babbitt. Every single one of them. That's what they were fighting for January 6th. Was to prevent exactly what's happening now. Boy, I tell you what. All right, something else. Uh, something else I want to, I'll tell you what. I got something I want to talk about, but we got a call here. Let's hit the phone line up. Hey, Carl, you're on there. Clay, those people should have paid attention. I know they was all just, up, you know, got caught up in the motion, but they was letting them in too easy. They should have smelt set up. Oh, I agree. You know, anytime it's that easy. But, you know, on the flip side of that, if they let you in, that's them telling you you can come in. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, so in the moment – and I know there was that one side of the Capitol where it was sheer chaos, people hanging from the rafters and stuff. Right. But, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, but they I, keep pushing on this and pushing on this. They're not saying nothing about all the cities that was burnt down. That's exactly was exactly what building, I was listening to say. Bailing them people out. The Antifa and all that. They was going up there bailing them out left and right. Just look at what happened here in Georgia at the police building they're trying to build. And that's being said. Antifa... And BLM can burn it all down, and nobody cares. I, I watch that uh, MSNB, you know, one just 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 to listen to these. I was watching them this morning, and and they're all over the January six. All these people, and the Trumps hate leading in the polls. And it's like, are y'all Joe? Y'all that damn dumb? I mean, you sit there and try to listen to them, and it's just like they think they're better than everybody else. We know what's best. I'd love to meet him for about five minutes. I throw punch him. So <laughs> I better hush. <laughs> No, nah, it, it's, it's, it's sickening, Clay. Absolutely, Chris. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're going after the conservative and the Christian-fearing people. I mean, it's time to push back. I mean, hey, look, we've been talking about it, We, you know, it's, and it's time to be about it. It's time to fight back. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know any other way to tell people. When you, when you see the Benny Thompsons of the world, 
the Michael Guests of the world, let them know how you feel about this stuff. I ain't saying go punch anybody or get violent, oh. but but let them know. Because if nobody tells them, that, and everybody just keeps patting them on the butt, telling them what a great job. Cindy Hyde Smith, they just keep patting them on the butt, telling them what a great job they're doing. Well, that's just what they're going to do. They, these people live in very protected little bubbles. And that's, it's, it's that's exactly what's wrong with them right it, there. It's time to make them uncomfortable. Make them as uncomfortable as, they, as they've made your day-to-day lives. Again, I am not saying get violent with nobody. But get loud. It's, it's, it's time to get loud. Exactly, because they're living up in there, and, and that's what a lot of them, they get in there, and, and they're protected, and they, they don't know about the hurts out here because they got plenty of money. They're not worried about it. Yeah, they're yeah. not concerned with it. They, they probably don't even watch local news or none of that stuff. Yeah, it's January 6th prisoners today. It's Clay Edwards for speaking his mind on the radio tomorrow. Where does it stop? All right, Clay, man. George Soap. Man, have a blessed and safe day, brother. Thanks, Chris. Be good. Right, you know, again, it, it's, it's January 6th prisoners today. It's uh, it's you for voicing your opinion on Facebook tomorrow. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You know, related, unrelated here, freedom of speech, overreaction. You know, I I saw something on, I got something sent to me yesterday, last night, late, sitting there watching that Chris Rock special. It's all right. A lot of y'all told me that was the greatest thing. I don't know. I mean, it, it's worth watching. It's only an hour or so of your time. Watch it, I guess. But there's a Christian school out there on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. Y'all know which one I'm talking about. Big old Christian school out there. Yesterday, over in, what's the name of that golf course out there right by it? Uh, Bay Point. Bay Point, some kids were out playing around. And something or another happened, and they end up in, end up in a yard or something. There's a rainbow flag. And one of the kids says, no, I, they're gay. I'm not going over there. I, I'm not down with that. I'm a homophobe or something or another. Got called on a ring doorbell. And, uh, the, the, of course, they found the one liberal house. There's a bunch of white liberal women that live in Bay Point, too, by the way. But they found this one white liberal woman's house who, uh, I guess she's a TikTok influencer. Anyway, she puts the kids in, but she puts the kid all on the Internet. And that Christian school out there that's supposed to be teaching biblical worldviews suspended a kid for believing in the Bible, for, for not believing in homosexuality. That kid has been suspended for not believing, for not co-signing on homosexuality, which, I, again, I ain't got no problem, but I ain't in, I'm not paying to go to Christian school. I got a problem with that. We got a Christian school suspending a kid for doing exactly what the Bible that they're supposed to be teaching says do. I need somebody to make that make sense, Hartfield. I guess I said the name. I need somebody to make that make sense. 601-879-0002. I'm going to take a break now because I want to come back with more than a minute or two. I want to give somebody a chance to chime in on this. We got a kid suspended from school. For believing in the Bible away from school. Well, I'm fired up. This ain't about to be over today. We'll be right back on 1039 WYAB. When necessary. That's what we're doing this morning. We're calling out a Christian school, so called Christian school, that suspends a child for 
doing as he's taught in the Bible. For not being down with things that go against the word of Jesus. <clears throat> We're suspending a kid for that. That's disgusting. Uh, my, my, my opinion of, of what's going on out there has changed completely. You know, look, and, and I get on here all the time and I talk about it. You know, I ain't got no problem with, with people being gay or any of that. But my thing is this. No, we don't, nobody has to be your ally. You know, y'all are trying to force and indoctrinate children into having to be your allies. They ain't, we, they ain't got to do that. that. That is no different than grooming. That's all that is. Now, you grooming these children to be allies by forcing them to say, oh, no, you have to agree with this or we'll suspend you from school, even a Christian school. Boy. We we're further we're further down the we're further down the rabbit hole than I thought we were when that's happening. We really are. That's a sad day here in Miss in Mississippi in Rankin County. We're suspending a kid for something for having an opinion away from school. Now apparently the girl's taking it all down after some people caught on to what was going on. She had over a million views at one point on her TikTok thing about this. I tuned in for about a minute last night. And I can't take it. There's one thing I hate. It's white liberal women. I mean, I, I hate ain't a strong enough word for how I feel about white liberal women. You know, very virtuous white liberal women. But, yeah. I hope y'all are fired up about it. I really do. Uh, we'll, we'll see how the story shakes out over the next day or so. I'll be, I'll be following up on it, staying on top of it, and keeping y'all posted. I appreciate everybody that's been in the studio with me this week. Uh, again, a lot of guests. Tomorrow we'll have Anson in, and then I'll have the whole second hour, and we'll talk about some more of this stuff. And I don't believe I have a guest, no guest on Friday this week, so we'll we'll end the we'll end the the week on fire. We'll set some fires here on the Clay Edwards Show, and. uh Really, I, I'm fired up about this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep my composure here because I ain't got about, about a minute left on the day. But we're going to follow this one closely. Whenever they hit home in our backyard, it's time to follow them closely. This has been the Clay Edwards Show. You guys get out today, man. Uh, support these great sponsors here. Whether it's uh, one of our great car lots, Ellis Autoplex, Mack Hike of Flowood. If you're looking for something 10000 or under, get down there to the Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center in Crystal Springs. Let them get you taken care of. Uh, Lakeland Glass and Tent. Uh, go sign up for uh, some karate, or some jiu-jitsu classes at Gracie South in Madison or Pearl. First week free. Mention you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. Get a 20% discount on the rate thereafter. Uh, A1 Gear and Auto, Stonington Farms. All of them. Bunch of great sponsors. Uh, Chip Matthews and the team over at Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's. Always good. Watkins Construction and Roofing. All right. Mike Madison is next, followed by Jameson Haygood. See you tomorrow. WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.